Um, I think that for me in seeking my personal truth, because I don't think there's one like universal truth or whatever, we all have our own version, right? Um, so for me personally, I've had to sacrifice, um, I guess, the idea I had for my future, um, because I've come to an understanding that that's not what I want anymore. Um, and then also, I think I've had to sacrifice certain unhealthy relationships um, on my route to, I guess, be the healthiest version of myself and be, um, I guess, my most ideal version, unfortunately, and also fortunately, I suppose. That's hard, but that's great. Yeah. That's a great answer. Welcome to Critical Thinking Required, hosted by LBW. This podcast is intended for free thinkers, entrepreneurs, and knowledge seekers. Join us as we discuss relevant financial topics, explore with guests their financial journeys, and engage with experts in industries such as space, media and entertainment, real estate, and many more. Buckle up and enjoy the ride. Welcome to Critical Thinking Required. You're with your host, myself, Tim Vickmore, and my colleague, Dan Weiss. And we have a special guest today, our other colleague, Kennedy Briggs. Hi. As we like to do on our podcast, we want to introduce our team. Kennedy started with us in March, and she has been doing a wonderful job, and we wanted to make sure we can get to know her a little bit better for our viewers and our listeners. But before we jump into Kennedy's questions, which they are pretty fun, uh, if you do like our content, please share, subscribe, and like. It really helps us out. Please go ahead and do it. We're all over the place. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, the works. So thank you for doing that. Okay. Let's get to know Kennedy better. I'm Kennedy, excited. what is your legal name? Uh, I'm Kennedy Jean Briggs. I get a lot of questions about if I'm named after the Kennedys. I am not. My mother just liked the name. Sorry to disappoint and it's spelled differently too. <laughs> yes, it's spelled very special. It's K-E-N-N-I-D-Y. Uh, so I never got any of those fun little souvenir keychains that you get at like a little specialty shop. Wasn't in my cards. That did not work out. No. Where do you hail from, Kennedy? Um, so don't hold this against me. I'm technically a fib. <laughs> I am from <laughs> Granite City, Illinois, but I feel like I'm from Florida. So I'm going to tell you I'm from Florida. I'm from around Jacksonville. Uh, how about some of your fear pastimes? What you like to do? Yeah, so I spend a lot of time video gaming. Um, I've recently, over the weekend, spent about 10 to 12 hours playing Sims. Uh, so that was very fun Sims. for me. Which, <laughs> which year are we on Sims? Uh, wait, what? Like the newest, Sims 4. Sims 4, uh, yeah. Okay. Like, Sim, like, the, like the Sims as in the characters or like the Sim cities? Oh, no, the characters. But really, I don't really play as the characters. I really just like designing the houses and then like letting the Sims just do what they want like I just want to design the houses like that's that's really what I want to do and like make them have magic and then never do anything with it mm -hmm. um I also really like painting um so I I do a little bit of that um and I'm also that weird person who walks her cat so now that it's getting warmer out I'm gonna be doing that very exciting I wonder what you meant by walk cats um <laughs> yeah turnip turnip loves going out for walks she's she's very good on a leash um she'll come right up to strangers and ask for pets so I make a lot of friends that way actually well it makes sense uh, what did you what would you kind of aspire to when you were thinking what do you want to be when you grow up what was coming into your mind this is perfect. I actually wanted to be a veterinarian. Um, and then I realized that seeing animals in pain makes me cry. Uh, so I realized that that wasn't going to really work out for me. I figured that out pretty quick, thankfully. Um, but, you know, I, I do love them. I like the idea, but it's not going to work in practice for me, unfortunately. Okay. 
And so out of curiosity, where did you go to college and what did you study? Sure. So I went to Florida State University, hence why I feel like I'm from Florida. Um, and I actually studied sociology. Um, I started out as a criminology major um, and then realized uh, I probably chose that because I watched a little bit too much Criminal Minds. Um, so then I was like, this isn't going to work. Uh, and I was taking a sociology of marriage and the family class. Um, and that like blew my mind. I was like, this makes so much sense. Um, and so I was like, I want to do this, even though I, I didn't really know what I was going to do for a job <laughs> with my sociology degree. But I was like, this is this is what makes me happy. And then I did it and it made me happy. Were you a big Lauren Orphan? Uh, I liked SVU. Um, the special victim unit. No, no. I like, I just feel like the characters weren't compelling enough for me, but what's her face? Olivia. Um, I really liked her. I was like, yeah, what a lady. Um, and so I did like SVU. And so obviously giving your sociology degree, just out of curiosity too, how do you feel that it's, um, relevant currently with what we're kind of doing here? So like what it was like, how it's been relevant for you in the past, but how it's also being relevant going forward. Yeah, I think, I mean, there's a lot of uh, client interaction um, in this kind of job. And I feel like, like using my sociology degree, I'm kind of able to understand like some motivations um, that clients may have um, in their purchases or in their spending patterns. Um, I think a lot of like mm, why we spend um, kind of comes back to how we're feeling um, and other kinds of barriers that are going on in our lives. And I think being able to understand that um, puts me in a better position to be under, to be able to understand why clients are doing what they're doing and how to like help them in that right without adding in any sort of like judgment or shame or anything like that because that's not productive either we know very cool very yeah. cool uh what else in college do you feel like uh you kind of were taught that you feel is relevant to who you are now like what in college what is that experience who kind of brought Kennedy to be Kennedy yeah, so I think the biggest thing that I can think of um, was probably I was involved um, in a living learning community, which I'm not sure exists everywhere. I've learned they don't exist in Madison. Um, so LLC for short, um, it's like this group your freshman year where you get to like be a part of some sort of specific topic. So for me, it was the social justice living learning community. Um, so I got to be in a cohort with a bunch of people um, who had some similar interests uh, around that field um, and kind of learn together. Um, and that was the biggest thing for me. Um, that's what got me into, um, I ended up doing a leadership certificate, which I'll chat a little bit about later, um, and kind of set me on the path for like my entire college experience. Um, I got to know some really cool people and I got to come back and be a mentor and a TA, or a, yes, a TA, a teaching assistant um, for the next cohort of uh, freshmen, um, first year students. Um, and so it was really powerful. I got to learn a lot about communication and leadership. Um, and how to support people um, in new and scary situations. Cool. Did you guys actually live together? Or yeah, we were all on the like first floor of a dorm together. Cool. Um, and it was a lot of ruckus. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that, that's what part of what was so cool. We took a class together, three classes together, one um, our first semester, one second, then the other one we could have done either way. Um, and so let me, we got to go to like a conference together, um, which I eventually presented at. It was all really cool stuff. And how many people were in the cohort? Ooh, got to dust off those memories. There was under 30. I think it was okay. about 26 for our year, which was large. But I don't know if that number is 100% accurate. Mm -hmm. 20 to 30. Okay. Okay. Very cool. Yeah. And I know you, obviously you have a little bit of a different background. You didn't go into thinking finance necessarily, no. but now here's where you sit. Yeah. And so I was curious on what kind of got you into the profession. 
Um, I, well, I, there were no plans to be here. It's just kind of how it happened. And I'm, I'm very happy it happened. Don't get me wrong, but I was, I was looking for a different job at my last job. And I kind of became aware that this is, you know, y'all existed. Um, and I started thinking about it more, um, cause my, my fundamental goal is to like help people. Right. Um, but I just haven't really known how I want that to look like. I've had some ideas and it's been like, uh, just kidding, Kennedy, you don't want to be a lawyer or whatever it may be. Um, and so I started thinking um, that maybe this would be it. I've learned about, fin- oh, I'm talking with my hands. <laughs> I started learning a little bit about financial therapy um, and I thought that, that maybe that would be a good way for me to help people. Um, Cause I personally have experienced like some shame and around finances and like feeling bad that I don't really know the things, all of the things. Um, and so I'm looking at this as an opportunity to kind of help other people um, who are feeling the same way um, because it's just not helpful and there, there are better ways around it. So, Very cool. Yeah. And That's a great answer. That is a good answer. Thank you. Uh, what, like in just in general, you kind of mentioned a little bit of it, sure. but what motivates you professionally? Um, I mean, yeah, helping people. Uh, I know that's kind of a cop-out answer. I don't mean it to be. <laughs> I really like the idea of being able um, to help people work through those kinds of intense emotions um, surrounding finances, because it's not like in this world we live in, it's not something you're going to get away from. Um, try to put your head in the ground. It's just going to get worse. Um, and so I would like to help other people um, get through that point where they want to hit, stick their head in the ground and be like, no, actually, it's this, this and this. Um, that was a good answer. I think Dan and I would agree with what you just had mentioned about the industry. It definitely needs to be a little bit taught different within our minds. Uh, but out of curiosity, kind of keeping the college uh, conversation going, what advice would you give someone entering college that wants to study a degree or somebody who may want to jump into this industry? And I know you've kind of gotten into this industry similar to kind of all of us here, a little non-traditional, just curious on what kind of advice you'd provide them. Yeah, to piggyback off of that a little bit, um, going into college, you don't have to do like what you're studying in college for the rest of your life. Um, I certainly did not go into grad school like I thought I was uh, for sociology. Um, So I feel like I would advise um, to explore, uh, have freedom in like what you're doing in college and know that it isn't indicative for what you have to do for the rest of your life. Um, I, yeah, I started as a criminology major, definitely didn't end up doing that. Um, and I didn't end up doing sociology either in the traditional sense. Um, so I guess give yourself that freedom to explore and like figure out what brings you joy and know that that can change, I guess, is what I would say. And take a sociology class, even if you're not doing sociology as a major, I feel like you'll get a lot out of it. It's applicable to so many everything. things, like so many things in life. I, I feel like I've learned something about in sociology and are able to bring that into the conversation. So take a sociology class. I have the pleasure of asking you um, a question you've asked everybody that I think is very insightful. What say um, are your most cherished failures? I fostered cats, um, kittens to be specific uh, in college. Um, And when you adopt a kitten or a cat or any sort of animal that you're fostering, um, they call it a foster failure. (laughs) So I always say that my favorite thing I've ever failed at is um, adopting my cat Turnip. Um, She's just a little terror, but also a delight and I love her. Um, But I think more seriously, I think anything I failed at that's brought me to this point. Um, I feel really good about the point I am in life. Uh, and 
I have had quite a few failures um, that have led up to me getting here. Um, and so I guess I appreciate them because uh, I'm here with Dan and Tim. The journey. It's pretty great. This journey. And uh, another question that, that I love asking um, that we've all answered too is, can you talk about some of the people that you would consider mentors in your life? Why? Yeah. I've always struggled with this question, um, but I feel like it would probably be um, a professor I had in college. Um, We called her Dr. O. Um, She's the most genuine, kind, wonderful human being I've ever met. Um, But I think like what was so compelling to me is that she's always taking responsibility for things she could do better or hasn't done or did whatever. Um, and I just really appreciated that. Um, the amount of empathy um, that she has as well. She was uh, part of the program I, I was in, in in college for leadership and stuff. And um, I just, I feel like I came out of her class, uh, her capstone course is like a better human being. Mm. Um, and so I just, sometimes in my head, I'm like, what would Dr. O do? <laughs> what a compliment to her. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to all teachers. I mean, sometimes teachers don't get to hear those type of stories and they do influence lives quite a bit. Oh, she changed my life completely. Like I, I learned a lot from her. It's awesome. Yeah. So th- this one might be a bit difficult for you to answer at this point, although I think you've kind of already touched on it. Um, just because you're newer to this industry from a professional standpoint, one of the many perks as to why we were so excited for you to join actually this team, but what in, in the time frame that you've been just thrown into all of this with us, could any highlights as far as what you see that already bothers you in the industry, um, what you'd like to see changed? Yeah, I, I think I did kind of get to get on it a little bit earlier. Um, you know, outside of LBW, I feel like I've seen a lot of um, advisors and planners um, be very pushy in what they tell their clients to do um, with very little context or very little explanation. And I think that's really harmful because um, not only does now the client not know like what the heck they're doing, but like this planner, or whoever is not making the effort to help them understand and help them feel a little bit more secure. Um, and what they're doing with their money. Um, so I feel like that's a really big issue. I, I, I personally, I have a lot of stereotypes about planners and um, finance people, I guess, coming into this position. Um, and, and, and it was kind of along those lines. And, and you know, that's not LBW, luckily, but um, it is something I see. I feel like I've been seeing more and more of, especially now that I'm paying attention to it. Um, so yeah, I think that's, probably my biggest issue uh coming in we're not the econ bros <laughs> i have kind of been calling them econ bros but like it's in a good way you know i'll take it in I'll a loving it. way <laughs> i just remember yeah kenny came and she's like you know my friends are like oh you're supposed to some econ bros and i'm like oh, i've never been called that but i like it okay i guess you could be <laughs> you know Finance. just a little bit but it's okay <laughs> there are worse things to be yeah that's true that is a good point uh, this question I have for you, Kennedy, I, I really enjoy. And Kennedy obviously knows that I always like to ask uh, difficult questions in our in our meetings, um, but I really like this one, and I should probably bring this one up uh, in our meetings as well. But I am curious on what your greatest source of joy is. Yes, so I for me it is definitely um, that feeling you get when you're like communicating with someone and you feel completely seen and you feel like you can completely see them Um, like that sort of like connection I don't have like a specific word for it maybe a word maybe a different language has a word for it but I'm not aware of one in the English language but that like true human connection yeah that true human connection that vulnerability that like 
seenness, for lack of a better word, is um, the goal for me. I feel like I also kind of feel like that connection sometimes in nature as well. Um, and I, I don't know if it's weird to say, I feel like the nature can see me, <laughs> but I hope you understand yeah, what yeah, I mean I, when I say that. I love it. Yeah. Um, that sort of like freeing vulnerability, like, I don't know. I, I, I just, it's beautiful to me. True connectedness. Yeah. yeah. I love it. I love it. That's really good. That's a really good answer. Thank Great. You. Um, and so the other one too is, this one's an easy one. Okay. I'll take it. Favorite place you've ever traveled to. Okay. Um, I went on a cruise with my family once and we did a really cool excursion uh, where we got to go to Coba, uh, which are some Mayan ruins uh, near Cozumel. And I got to actually climb the temple. So I got to go to the very top of that pyramid, like I climbed all the steps and just like looked out and saw all of like the trees and just all, just so many trees, like just an island. I was the island and there were so many trees. Um, and so like, I think being there and like feeling, I don't know, just like how the respect, I guess, um, for the site, uh, I minored in anthropology, My favorite part was archeology. span So this is on brand for me. I was going to say, I was going to bring that up <laughs> if you did it. And I was like, yeah, this makes total sense. Yeah, no, that was absolutely the coolest thing I've ever done. Awesome. Um, I, I feel very lucky and privileged to have been able to do that. Because um, most uh, Mayan ruins, you cannot climb. Um, there, it's just not a thing. Um, but that's one of the less traveled spots. So I, I got to. Very cool. It was really cool. That's super exciting. Also with the archaeology, anthropology, all that stuff. I love it. That's awesome. Um, now, we always ask this one too. We always want to know. Everyone has a different answer. Uh, what would be your last meal? If this you have every choice. time, this is so hard. I'm a foodie, so like my favorite meal changes on the day. Um, well, what is it today? I guess today, so hands down, every single last meal answer I'll ever give, I want a hazelnut milk latte with honey. If you like coffee and you're not allergic to nuts, get yourself some hazelnut milk and make yourself a hazelnut milk latte. It is the best thing I've had in my entire life. Um, and I have a coffee background. <laughs> um, so that for sure. And then I think today, maybe some barbecue ribs, mm, like some barbecue ribs, maybe some mac and cheese from Max. Um, can I say that in a yeah, podcast? Okay. You can say it. Shout out to Max. Shout out to Max. Um, and then maybe some mashed potatoes and some sweet potato casserole. It would be, Sweet potato casserole. yes, it's the best thing about Thanksgiving in my house. You just discovered Trace Leche's cake last week with that. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The Trace Leche cake from Costco. <laughs> it's so good. I, um, yeah, no, oh my gosh. I completely forgot about that. Thank you, Dan. Nice. Um, yeah. So the Trace Leche cake as well, because that was delicious. Oh my gosh. Now I kind of want barbecue. <laughs> making me sound yeah food's on its way uh and how would how would you say um one person is best suited to help another like what how do you help people i mean i think the first step is empathizing with them i don't think you can help anyone if you can't put yourself in their shoes and understand why they're hurting or why whatever it is is painful for them or hard for them um the first step is always empathy i think um yeah hands down empathy's a good answer yeah i i mean i just i don't know how you can help anyone if you if you can't understand or like try to understand like what they're going through mm -hmm. um because then i feel like if you if you can't make that step 
you're not going to be giving them good feedback or support or advice, whatever it is they're looking for that. Cause it's not always feedback or advice. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, Pro you tip. Be, sometimes you just want to be seen. Sometimes, sometimes you just want to be seen and heard and validated. Yeah. So yeah. Tim asked this of, of me from a book that he read maybe a couple of months ago. I thought it was a very impactful question. So here it is. What in seeking the truth, what have you sacrificed uh, in order to seek said truth? Ooh, I, th- um, I think that for me in seeking my personal truth, because I don't think there's one like universal truth or whatever, we all have our own version, right? Um, so for me personally, I've had to sacrifice, um, I guess, the idea I had for my future um, because I've come to an understanding that that's not what I want anymore. Um, and then also, I think I've had to sacrifice certain unhealthy relationships um, on my route to, I guess, be the healthiest version of myself and be, um, I guess, my most ideal version, unfortunately, and also fortunately, I suppose. That's hard, but that's great. Yeah. That's a great answer. It, can you give us just a thought on uh, an, an unpaid thought on what you, how would you describe your experience over the last, you know, couple months here? Oh, it's been great. <laughs> That's like unpaid, easy. That's the easiest question. Um, yeah, no, I, um, I feel very respected as like a human being here. Um, and I think I, I really appreciate that. Um, y'all said that in the interview process, but it's a different to actually, practice what you preach kind of thing. And every step of the way I felt very valued. Um, and I feel like I've been checked in, checked in, on, checked in upon, pardon me, uh, many times. Um, like, is there anything need Kennedy? How you doing Kennedy? Like, is this okay, Kennedy? Like, are, 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 is this, are you feeling okay, Kennedy? Um, and I don't think I've necessarily had that at, at previous um, positions. Um, I think the community aspect here too is what I was searching for. It's like unbelievable. Um, I feel like part of the family and I've only been here for two months. Um, so yeah, I mean, 10 out of 10 would recommend. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Kennedy. That's very kind. It's the truth. I'm not being paid for this moment. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll start out with some final thoughts. And as, as viewers know, Kennedy will have last words. Uh, that's her right. So, uh, my final thought is just, we're just really happy to have you as part of be on board here, part of this family. It's, um, we're always just trying to be better. Tim and I, we were joking about this, but we were not actually. When Tim, I, Nathaniel, um, and Ying started this, we always said that if 20 years goes by, and uh, it won't speak to Ying because it's not the case, but Tim, Nathaniel, and I, if we weren't the three dumbest people sitting on the table 20 years from now, that we had really done something wrong. And I, I think with you, know, with you and other people coming on, um, that's playing out like uh, we, we, thought, we thought it should. So yeah. it's just really great to have you on here and um, really appreciate just your vulnerability um, and bringing that to our clients. Our clients share those things with us and they give us so much that uh, it's just really important for us to have that be a two-way street and give back. So thanks for being open to doing this and being part of this process. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Uh, I guess I'm next. And I can go with my final thoughts. I echo a lot of what Dan just said, but I'll add a little bit of flavor to it. Um, I We really do appreciate what you being here just in the short time, you know, the short stint that you've been here and you've grown a significant amount within just 
what been almost two months now, uh, which is fantastic. Uh, but the one thing I do love to see about you is that your willingness to absorb, be a sponge, learn. I think that innate ability to learn is something that's important here at LBW. But even more important, I think you bring a different flavor to the team in the sense of your empathy question, right? Your connectiveness, um, the ability to want to connect. Some people can connect, but may not want to do that. And it is important in this role and it's important in this job. Uh, Dan and I like to talk about it. There's really two sides of this job. There's a quantitative and there's a qualitative. Some people are really good at the quantitative. Some people are really good at the qualitative. Um, I think that you have a, a skill set to do both, but you really do learn to that qualitative side, which is extremely important because it's that nuance you talked about, right? Mm -hmm. That uh, some people at times it's missed within the education and the system. And the other thing is I always ask Kennedy tough questions when we meet. And one is a high-low buffalo. So I'm going to talk about my buffalo in this in this podcast really quick. Uh, the one thing that I was surprised. I what a high -low yeah, what's a buffalo? Okay, so a uh, high-low buffalo is you have your high of, the high of the week, your low of the week, and your buffalo is your surprise of the week. So I'm going to use buffalo as a surprise of the podcast. I think it was your last meal. I was really surprised at your last meal. I really I was. The South. I know. I, I was like, this is very Southern, which makes a lot of sense. But it made me my mouth water. So I was like, dang, that was probably my buffalo. It was a, it was really good. I'm like, ribs? Okay. And the, the hazelnut caught like latte it's with ribs. So good. I'm gonna do that tomorrow. Mixing do it. mixing a lot of different things in there. I was like, okay, I'm down with this. That wasn't expecting it. Love it. So I appreciate you you mentioning what you do for the last one. I always like that question. <laughs> um, but it is your last thought. So go right ahead and you can kind of finish this off. Yeah, overall, I'm just really thankful to be here. I feel very lucky every time I like drive to work. I always get like really excited. I'm like, ooh, get to go see Dan, Tim, and Gary, and Ying, and Nathaniel. Um, so yeah, I'm just, I feel very privileged to be a part of this team um, and to be able to learn from all of these wonderful people and then also get to maybe meet some of you wonderful people. Um, so yeah, I um, feel very lucky and privileged to be here. As always, thank you all for tuning in and joining us and learning a little bit more about Kennedy. Like uh, and subscribe. Please. We look forward to seeing you next time. Have a great rest of your week. Take care. Thank you for taking the time to start your journey of thinking differently and listening to LBW talk about stuff they love. Until next time. The opinions expressed in this program are for general informational purposes only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual on any specific security, on any specific broker-dealer or custodian. It is only intended to provide education about the financial industry. To determine which investments, broker-dealer or custodian may be appropriate for you, consult your financial advisor prior to investing. Any past performance discussed during this program is no guarantee of future results. As always, Please remember investing involves risk and possible loss of principal capital. Please seek advice from a licensed professional. All opinions expressed by podcast participants are solely their own and do not reflect the opinion of Leach, Bickmore, and Weiss Wealth Management LLC. Leach, Bickmore, and Weiss Wealth Management LLC is a registered investment advisor. Advisory services are only offered to clients or prospective clients where Leach, Bickmore, and Weiss Wealth Management LLC and its representatives are properly licensed or exempt from licensure. No advice may be rendered by Leach, Bickmore, and Weiss Wealth Management LLC unless a client service agreement is in place.